Timberwolves, the podcast, a show about our favorite team, hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode nine, Scott. Another week of the Timberwolves season is in the books. It's scary how fast it's going. We're I know. At halfway mark. We've I played know. 40 games already, so Whoa. one away from the halfway mark of the season. Oh man, it goes so fast, and then um, it ends, and then we just can't wait. We just can't wait. We just can't wait. It's it's nice though because it goes so fast, and then it ends, and then it's summer. <laughs> You know. I guess, yeah. The nice it is nice that the that the Timberwolves season ends and then all of a sudden it's nice weather, so we have right. that to fall back upon. The darkness of the baseball season, like <laughs> that's why the baseball off season is so maligned because <laughs> it's just dark days, cold dark days in the off season. That's right. But those dark days contain Timberwolves games and stuff, and um, we're having a good time following the Wolves right now. We had a good time at, at the game uh, this week, Oklahoma City and uh, Timberwolves facing off. We'll get to that in a little bit. Today on the show, um, we have um, another great sponsor, as usual. We have a brand new segment where we run down the Timberwolves tanking situation and where they're at as far as the bottom of the league. Um, we're going to uh, predict it. We're going to have some predictions uh, that we hope um, or maybe not hope will come true, but we think might come true. Um, We've yet to be proven wrong. That's right. We that's said right. It, we guaranteed our predictions are going to be 100%. Right. <laughs> and uh, after that, of course, we'll finish out with a little game. Do you think it speaks poorly on us that our sponsors never return? We've never had a return. We've never sponsor. had a return sponsor. They've never seen um, you, the listener, um, you know, really uh, giving them any business or anything. Um, you know, that's okay. I like to think it's that they get so much business they can't handle it. It's like when you link to a website that can't handle all that traffic and it crashes. It crashes. That's what I'm saying. Right. They're crashing from all the business we're sending their way. We're crashing all these right now. Um, but let's dig in some of our main topics right now. Scott, Nikola Pekovic is back. One of my favorite players. Yeah, we referenced it a little bit last week, but now he's been back and got a couple games under his belt. It's wonderful to have him back in the lineup, right? I was thinking on the way here tonight, taking the bus through dark Minneapolis to your place. <laughs> I was thinking about Peck, and I was thinking, you know, Steph Curry, I feel like, is kind of the future uh, of the league in a way. You know, he's got that small, like, middle school body. And but you see like kids like learning all of his dribble moves online, learning right. all his shooting online. You gotta think in like 10, 15 years there's gonna be a bunch of small Steph Curry wannabes who have just a killer shot, killer handle, no body weight. Like it's almost like that's the future of the league. Yes. And Peck is the exact opposite of whatever that is. Nico <laughs> Pekovic is like a three hundred pound bodybuilder. He Bruiser. is not a basketball player. He's all upper body weight. Pretty much, he, he like he looks like he shouldn't be jumping at all. But as far as like pushing him around, nobody can do it. Yeah, it's like old school NBA thinking. Like, bring me the biggest man you can find. I'll turn him into a hoops player. And uh, you know, it's fun to see the difference between him and Towns is really everything. Yeah, like, Towns is the new school lithe, uh, agile, skinny <laughs> uh, center who can do everything. And Peck is right. the old school, literally a hundred pounds heavier than <laughs> Towns probably, and just like. It's, there's a world of difference. You watched the Houston game the other night. Yes. And you saw the difference when Dwight Howard was being guarded by Towns and by Peck. Yeah, they had to, they subbed him in right away. In this, I think it was in the second half. It was like, we got to get Peck back in here because... Dwight can't yeah, handle him. He's Towns, too big. Yeah, Towns, yeah, Towns, was, uh, yeah, Towns was trying to check, check Dwight and just getting pushed around. So, And, you know, I think that Peck's obviously getting back into NBA shape. Right. I think referees are getting back into Peck shape. There's been a lot of bad calls on Peck. Peck. Referees don't know how to handle Peck because... 
literally, we see this every night. Peck will get punched as hard as anyone can. Like if if uh, Chris Paul got hit this hard, he would fly three rows into the <laughs> you know into the sideline just yes. because he's flopping that hard on something. Yeah. Whereas Peck, you hit him as hard as you can, and it, it doesn't move him. It hurts you. You know, it's like uh, and that cliche in action movies where the sure. the hero like punches the much bigger guy and he hurts his hand. <laughs> he goes hand. ah yeah, that, that's Pekovic because like guys run into Peck and foul him so hard, but he doesn't flinch. Yeah. Never gets a call. And just we saw last night uh, with the uh, with the Houston uh, game, there was I think it was Harden or Lawson, but either one, they just ran straight into Peck and flopped down. But like you could tell, it wasn't a hundred percent flop. They kind of bounced off him and got hurt. And yeah. they got the whistle, of course, even though Peck didn't foul him. Peck and lay the lumber down, as uh, as Jim Pete would say. The referees are going to have to catch back up to being like, oh yeah, that's not a foul just because somebody ran into a brick wall. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I think you know Peck is a, a fan favorite, someone we've we've really enjoyed watching over the last whole bunch of years. It's like his sixth season with the team. That's a lot. For I, th- I don't know what's easier to chart his evolution as a player mm-hmm. coming from that Euro. Who I remember his rookie season. We all. Still we always joked about like how many fouls he would get. He he would score. He would get more than one foul per minute. Yeah, he, he would be in a ga- he would be in a game for like six minutes and foul out. Very much the typical Euro into the NBA sort of transition we're seeing a the little bit of pizza right now. That problem. Yeah, so we went through that. But you know, I think right now it's actually very good timing um, on the basketball court. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about is you know we like we like to you know see see Peck back with his his chiseled body and his tattoos and That's just, just the other how, thing how unique he is and everything. Um, we've seen him grow as an NBA player, but we've actually seen him grow as a piece of art. So much ink. It just started way back in the day. Four years ago, it was, Neil and I, yeah. we were on this uh, website called T-Wolves, T-E-E Wolves. Bad yes. name because we have to spell it out to everybody so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Turns Sold out. Timberwolves merch. And our first shirt was Pexecutioner t-shirt. It was Pex Executioner tattoo. Back when that was his only big tattoo. So, so he had yeah. like two. But now he has two sleeves and also his legs are being done now. Looks like his back's getting going. There's so many, so many, so much, uh, so many works of art. Pekovic is putting some tattoo parlors kids through college. That's that's right. Um, you know, but I think it's actually good timing for the for the team as what's happening right now with KG. Um, you know, as his career winds down, he obviously has been um, missing back to back situations. But it seems we've been noticing he's been playing less minutes. Um, seems like it's that that 15 to 20 minute limit is is now maybe more like 10 to 15 or something. So you know, KG needs more rest. Um, he he's been playing less minutes, so it's nice to have to have Peck back um, to come off the bench and give you some extra time. Combining KG and Peck's minutes together um, as, as as backup stuff that's, that's that's pretty good. I like that. I Which like is that also combo. pretty crazy. Who thought during the Kevin Love years that we'd be like. Yeah, one day we'll have a rotation of Kevin <laughs> Garnett and Pekovic splitting minutes. Wow, yeah, that's so crazy insane. to me. But like our our big men tend to when they had a when they had the the upper hand in a matchup is because our big men used to be more skilled than the other big men, not yeah. because they were stronger. And now we have a counterpunch. We have actually someone in our <laughs> big man rotation who's going to outmuscle somebody. You're not seeing that from Towns. You're not seeing that from Gorgie a whole lot. And so it's great having that element back into the game. What we can do with that. Plus, Peck is hilarious. I can't wait to have more press conferences with him. Yeah, so Real maybe some halftime before before halftime. Uh, you know, a little getting off the court, little little three question, little deals. I, I like that. You know, he's very funny. He's very keeps his answers short, but uh, I like him. I like him with un, in the mic in front of his face. Also, it's crazy <laughs> to see just in the few games Peck's been back, the noticeable chemistry that Ricky has with him. Yeah, like there's. Ricky throws passes to Peck that we've seen in previous years, but when he throws them to Peck this year, you realize that he's not throwing those same passes to Gorgie or Towns or KG. Him and it, Peck and Ricky have this this uh, synchronicity where Ricky's always like 
throwing that balance one that bounce pass that hits him right in his uh, hip. And yeah. Peck's, Peck's so good at catching stuff. He's the only guy who's never surprised by a Ricky pass. Good he's, hands. He's always ready for a Ricky pass. Good hands. And he also, unlike Cat, unfortunately, a lot of times, um, you know, sets the pick. Peck's rolling to the hoop every time. Rolling to the hoop. And when he catches the, hoop, he's the never, ball. He's never rolling out to pop. He's rolling towards the hoop, and Ricky knows that. And when he catches the ball, he doesn't stop his motion. He doesn't start no. doing pump fakes, Gorgie style. It's uh-huh. not pump fake party. He goes <laughs> going, right into it. Going right up with it. Well, yeah, it's great to have Peck back. He's still working himself back into shape. I think, you know, everything we get right now is kind of bonus. And, you know, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll see what the actual Peck. Every minute um, we get of Peck is bonus. There's absolutely. N- there's, n- like... Man, I, I mean, his career is on the I'm line. Wrong. His career is on the line. I hope right I'm now. wrong, but this might be his final two years in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully his, those feet hang in there, and, and we get plenty more Peck. And no, we're not going to be able to trade him. So stop like writing rumors like no, he's here. Who's going to take Peck? No one's taking Peck. That's he's fine. here, and that's he's fine. Here. He's yeah. a good influence. He belongs here. Um, moving on, um, this week uh, there was a, an, an incredible um, two. Um, posts from uh, from the minpost dot uh, Britt Robson. Uh, we talk about him a lot on the show. He's our favorite Timberwolves writer. We I have to. I think he's like kind of the you know consensus uh, finest writer we have on the Wolves beat these days. Um, he had a nice hour long sit down with uh, Wolves head coach he's, Sam Mitchell. He's, he's the Zach Lowe of Timberwolves. Writing. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're best happy. in the biz. Yeah, we're happy that that he uh, he taught, he uh, and, writes about the Wolves on a weekly basis. And he's had these interviews, the same kind of a two part interview with the coach the sit previous down. previously with Flip, and those were also just so illuminating. Mm-hmm. Great to get that that kind of access where you get that honesty, you get a look into it. Yeah, S- Sam would laugh at us and say they don't even know, they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think he said in the interview. He would laugh and say, "People don't know." Yeah, and because we don't, because we don't get to see that. So right. Sam's right. Salty yeah. Smitch. Scott, what did you think about um, the interviews that came out this week? I think um, part one came out Monday, and then part two um, came out Thursday of this week. Um, what What did you take away from the interview? What What did you get? There's a lot about NBA basketball that I don't know. I think <laughs> is one of the biggest things where it's easy yeah. for us to look at what's happening on the court and say, why doesn't he uh, move like Kyrie moves with the ball? And we don't think about the physical act of screen setting and like using screens correctly. And, you know, maybe Smitch is being a little defensive and putting it all on the players saying like, they don't know Jack yeah, and we got to teach them from square one. But there's also something to that, you know, People like to look at Towns and say, like, he's an all-star his rookie year because he's putting up all-star type numbers. But you can see the inexperience of these guys, and you wonder, like, we have all this talent. Why isn't it clicking? Why isn't it clicking? It just takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, Russell Westbrook, his rookie year with Ibaka, Kevin Durant's second year in the league. They were Seems so, so ba- they were so bad, they got James Harden with the third pick in that next draft. You yeah. Know? And you so it's just like, even when you get the talent on the team, it takes time for them to just learn the league. And that sucks. You got to have patience. You know, I think we easily forget that. We feel like the pieces are in place. The pieces are in place. Yeah, let's go. We caught our Pokemon, but now you got to train them. There's no rare candy cheat to use on this one. Yeah, I think, you know, something I took away from this is is how into development Sam Mitchell is. He, you know, that should almost be his lone job. You know, I guess in that's how, what the plan was. That's how he views in a way. it. His yeah. final answer of the most recent part where... They asked about, uh, Britt asked, like, how long will you give these guys to uh, uh-huh. figure it out? He goes, that's not my job. That's Milt's <laughs> job. That's the general yeah, manager's job. It's yeah. up to me to just teach what I have. Keep on teaching. And which is, uh, you know, I guess a reminder to us after having Flip be the dual role. Yeah. Where we can read into the minutes of guys being played as a way of, like, are they going to be traded or not? And because we knew Flip was pulling both cords. But, uh, you know, maybe that's not quite as synchronous 
Yeah, I mean, Sam. Sam loves developing these guys. I mean, obviously, it's 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 a tough job, but it seems he seems most passionate about that. There's the the stuff in there about him keeping a file on every player, something that uh, is strangely never done uh, in the Timberwolves franchise before. Yeah, I don't Uh, know about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess what he means is done in this way, uh, whatever. But you know, so he's really into tracking these guys and um, tracking their progress and um, developing multiple parts of their games and. The other thing I liked about this interview is he, he broke it down and gave examples. This was something that was missing in the first part of the season with Sam, I think with the media getting frustrated with him, is that he would say things, but he wouldn't give real-life things to point to to back those ideas up. And in in this in these two pieces, he really does give little examples. Like you mentioned, the screen-setting stuff, like players being in triple-threat position, about um, being in position to defend people properly. There's so many, like you said, small things, but it's great to see Sam point them out as examples for stuff for the fans to look for. It's great. Yeah, and I give I give Sam so much credit for that. I, I think in his press conferences, he tends to defer to not blaming individuals. He tries to say, we didn't move the ball enough. We didn't do enough on defense. He never calls out saying, Levine didn't do enough tonight or something like that. Whereas this interview, he just tears Zach Levine apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like always like, That's you know, Andrew's, Andrew's doing pretty good. You know, G, I love G out there. Yeah. But uh, man, now here's a bad example, Levine. And so, uh, I mean, I don't doubt that Levine has problems. I mean, that we've always kind of said the same is that yeah. he's been coasting on athleticism all through high school and that he didn't play a lot of minutes at UCLA. So maybe he does have a lot of development work to go, but it was interesting to see him go from, I'm not going to call out any names to like, okay, I'm going to tell you guys Zach. who I really have a problem with. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to read a portion of this that it was very illuminating to me about Boz and about, you know, some a way that, you know, I think Sam looks at the young guys. When talking about Boz, um, he said, quote, uh, you know, so when Boz's minutes were peeled back, I told him, quote, Boz, you play hard, but you need to make the extra pass. You have to show me that when you go to the basket and another guy comes towards you, you can make your teammates better. You can't just shoot that shot. So once he started showing me that, then I think, Boz, you're showing me two things, that you're a willing learner and two, that you want to play because that is what is going to keep you on the floor. And when I do that, it's not just that I'm rewarding them to reward them, it is because they are making us a better basketball team because as a coach, I want to win and so I'm going to play you. So, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people pointing towards Boz saying, why isn't he playing? Look at all his, look at all his production, like you were saying about uh, you know numbers and stuff like that. But it really comes down to playing the right way. And some of those things are, are, are things that us fans might not see, but uh, the coaching staff, the oh. people who are with them every day, see all these tiny things. As a credit things. to the Timberwolves fans, I think we've seen that Shabazz can't pass. <laughs> we, know, we know he can't move Now the he's ball. been trying, and he's been throwing the ugliest full-court alley-oop pass he's been like how many like turnovers have we had from Shabazz like blowing a two-on-one blowing a three-on-two where he just throws it to the wrong person the other day he had like a alley-oop against OKC he had an alley-oop yeah. wide open to Levine he threw it to Towns instead yeah. Towns wasn't even ready for it because it was such a clearly the wrong pass but that is not something that we would point to as why 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 Boz isn't playing oh he doesn't make that extra pass we just say now he's starting oh, to look try he's just blowing it we now. say oh look at him he's, got, he's scoring all these points coming in he should, he should be playing more when I think that just is a good example of, of something that the coaching staff looks at and and, and stops people uh, you know possibly from from getting into the starting lineup. And, so what's the like what's the thing that Towns isn't doing? Why isn't he getting minutes? What's the thing that Ricky's not doing? You know, I would just I think, imagine what I think this shows me. There's little things that we don't we can't see. Uh, you know, there are things that are philosophical things or on court things that are happening that 
um, you know, that we might not be, that might not be registering with us that obviously, you know, something that they know in, from in practice. But, you know, I think that goes both ways. I mean, one hand, we should always realize that with every kind of armchair psychologist, every time we're in our blogs, saying yeah. what we <laughs> think is our point of view, like we should always take it with a grain of salt that there is something we don't know. We don't know who has an injury. We don't know what, who's being focused on what uh, in their training regimens or whatever. And so you got to have that side of it. But on the other side of it, there are times that parts of this interview that were kind of unsatisfactory where uh, Smith would say something like, uh, you know, uh, well, we can't take that many threes because we only have twos. Who would we have you? Who would you have me have shooting? Threes? Who can shoot them? And then right off the bat, he's like Zach uh, Wiggins, uh, Baz. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like listening yeah. guys. Yeah. And so there was no really good answer for like, why don't you just stop shooting so many twos and start shooting some more threes? Well, we know again. Yeah, I, I felt like there wasn't a satisfactory answer. Yeah, you're right to that, as, as well as some other parts where it's like. Yeah, he got asked like, "Why or what? When do you switch?" And he's like, "Oh, we don't switch." Okay, well, this game I was watching, Ricky was sm- switching in this situation. Oh, well, that was personnel developed. You know, like yep. that's dependent on who we were facing. It's like, okay, well, then back to my first question: What are your philosophies on switching? Because after that Houston game, in post game, he's talking about switching again. I was like, so it's a joke to say, "Oh, we don't switch." Make sure you <laughs> go check anything. out uh, both those uh, parts of the interview on MinPost.com. Britt Robson, good stuff. Check them out. Great, 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 great also, insight into uh, the state of the Wolves. Right I would now. say that uh, we're going to do predicted a little later on. I made a prediction earlier this season that Smith will be our coach next year. Mm. And that's what this interview is, is him defending himself for next year. He said, I have these folders. And so when the GM asked me at the end of the year, what did I do? I could say, well, look at the numbers. We Why got it in the folders. And that's that, that might be enough for Glenn. Scott, we went to uh, the Wolves game this week on Tuesday night. Oklahoma City Thunder were in town. Um, we were, um, we were, we went to the last two Wolves games, we Sunday, to, Mavs, yeah. Tuesday yeah, in a row. Okay. See, we had, we had nice seats. I promised me. you guys once I, once I get hitched, I'm going to start being at Target Center again, <laughs> putting right. put my and mouth where my money is. That's right. And, uh, you know, especially for the second game, we had great seats, um, courtesy of Jeff Munichy and the wonderful, um, work he does, um, with customer relations. Which another person So if you're on Twitter right now, which we all are, we'll we, ha- are. we all have our phones as in our hands are. right now. Yep. Go and follow Brit Rob. Yep. And then go follow Jeff as well. That's right. Two indispensable follows for Wolves fans. You're a big enough Wolves fan to listen to us. Give those guys a follow. They're indispensable. Jeff, there's not a nicer guy I've met within the Timberwolves organization. Someone who really cares about fan experience. Even if you're at the game and you're having trouble with something, just tweet at him. He'll get back at you. Yeah, he's really prompt and, and really, really caring and Really amazing, and uh, he hooked us up with some great seats because we were the um, foodies of the game. We were the foodie of the game, which means uh, we got some food to, to check out from the wonderful new options uh, available at Target Center that we've been reviewing. Um, some things look, I wanted to try, some things I had my eye on. That's right. So we got some wonderful food. Look for that review next week on the show. Not this week, but next week on the show. And uh, it was a great experience. What Scott, let's talk about a couple things. When you, when you We were in the first four rows, which is... Um, the black seats. The, it's like when you get the hey, we're in the black seats so you know you're going down the sideline there's a bar at which point like if you ever go early to watch the warm-ups you know you go sneak down you sit try to sit in the front row or something there you eventually get to a, like a black bar where there's four more rows of black fold-out chairs yeah and it's like these seats you can't even sit in for warm-ups these are the, the vip seats really of the place right so that's where we were when uh, kevin durant and West, russell westbrook came to town um and in the past three years i would say we have sat Maybe four years. We have sat that close, 
five times, and I can remember all five times vividly because you don't forget. Yeah, something I was gonna like say that. once or twice. Yeah, you know, totally. I, it's we, very went, rare. we went to two Portland games. We went to <laughs> yeah. a Grizzlies game. Yeah. We did this OKC game, uh-huh. and then you weren't with me the time I did the Spurs game where Ricky got his first triple double. Yes, yeah, so, I mean sitting that close is is really something special. Literally unforgettable. I can remember every game in detail. I can remember who went off against us just because it is like it feels once in a lifetime. It never gets old. Maybe if we did it every day. It would get old, but something about every sitting, time I'm down there, it's like something about sitting that close to a professional sports game is 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 really illuminating to get to see the facial expressions, hear everything from the coaches, the refs, the players. Hear Russell Westbrook tell you how BS he thinks that call was as he's coming back to the bench. Well, we were right behind the Oklahoma City bench, <laughs> we so heard we heard, it was all it was all OKC for us. Well, I think what you said uh, it holds really true, which is. You get to this level, and if you haven't yet, I encourage you to. It's so choice, as Ferris Bueller would say about driving that car. <laughs> when you, if you can sit below the rim, so that when they shoot the ball, you look up at the ball, and then yeah. you see it go down the rim. <laughs> it's like watching guys play in the, in the Y. You know, it's like it's uh, actually like watching people play basketball, where it goes up and yeah. you, you crane your neck, and you're like, yeah. no chance someone falls. Oh, it fell! Like, yeah. it just makes it so crazy in a way that if you're a, you have that raised perspective that you usually do from television, you don't see it the same uh-huh. way. Yeah, it's, so, it's it's so weird. Yeah, it's it, that is incredible to be looking up at the rim and to kind of be just on the same level as the players. Really, something special, and it's just it's just fun to be down there. And to, to, to me, it's all about the sounds. It's about hearing everybody and the things they're calling out. Sitting right behind the assistant coach, uh, calling out uh, the Timberwolves play um, that's about to happen to his Oklahoma City defense and 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 stuff like that. It really does show you how much is going on all at once. It's just stuff you don't hear when you're sitting back a little further. It also makes you realize how there's no space on an NBA court ever. No, there is no space at all. You get that you get that close, and you're like. Oh my God, every pass is being thrown under or over someone's arms. There's never like a clear lane ever. And so, like, when it looks clear on TV, you're like, oh, there's only a couple guys in the paint. You sit yeah, down you're there. Talking and you're talking about on like, court. You're talking about on court. Yeah. I, I meant like the seats are crammed together down oh, there. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, I, we had two different, uh, we had good seats, uh, perhaps to Neil. You're yeah. just killing in the flash sheets yeah, department, flash seats. finding people, finding good tickets online. Yeah. For Sunday, it was that, uh, you know, playoff game for the some other popular sport that's in town. <laughs> I don't know about that. And so, we got some really good price tickets that were very close for yeah. the price we paid. And it was the same thing where you could see Dirk shot go like up and up. out of the screen and then come back. <laughs> down just perfect rainbow and both those though good close seats for that game these seats are literally supposed to be the best seats in the house yeah and not an effing cup holder to behold like, i get it you guys like maybe just like holding cups between like i don't care holding a cup between your feet i can do that i'm an adult yeah, yeah. but i'm just saying like maybe that's something modern arenas have where you, you don't have to like make sure that you don't kick over your soda the entire game. yeah yeah such a good time sitting down there thanks again to uh, amazing Jeff amazing for, for that um uh, yes, absolutely. Um, we obviously uh, we recommend sitting very close, but that's that's hard to do. That's very expensive to do. Hopefully, yeah. you can win some seats or something. We recommend you get the best. That's seats the in only the house. way we can get down there. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I would say if you have season tickets, uh, Timberwolves fans, we had season tickets. We had some really terrific reps the two years we had it. Yeah. Um, get and, a good relationship going with them. Yeah, and they're really terrific. They help you with everything. I can't tell you how many times I forgot my tickets, and I was I just called them on their, their personal cell phone number and like, hey, I forgot my tickets. Can 
ticket and they're like, don't worry, Scott, I'm going to have two printed for you. Yeah. They'll be waiting right at the ticket office. Yeah. Just come to the game. So like, and what you're saying is that they will, well, how we got sit close other times is they would upgrade you sometimes. Right. If, you, if you're, if you're a member or if you have tickets through a package or something, you know, and it's a slow night, maybe you can see like a Sunday game or like a Monday or Tuesday be strategic. game. Don't ask yeah. for like, you know, the calves or anything. Yeah. We did like Thursday night games with like the trailblazers. Yeah. In division is always good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you get the right games. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll move you up. And yeah. so it never hurts to ask. Yeah. It's always good. One time we moved up, we sat next to Chevette's brother. That's right. Dima. Old school. Um, Shouts to Dima. That's right. He's not listening to this. He's brother. not listening to this. We'll invite him to check out the podcast. Uh, that's sure. all we have for our main section. We have lots more show. You're going to hear from um, our sponsor here in just a minute. And then uh, we have a brand new segment. So don't go anywhere. We have lots more show. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Timberwolves, the podcast. We're taking a quick break today to give you an idea, give you a shout about some special ticket promotions coming up for the Timberwolves. There's never a better time to come see a Timberwolves game, especially as the season wears on. The Timberwolves have some really great theme nights for you to bring some friends with you down to the Target Center to see some NBA action. It's fantastic. Our first night out, it's been a long time running, and they haven't really changed the prize as much year to year, but it's still, it must be really popular because once again, the Timberwolves are doing Girls' Night Out. Ladies, get together with your fellow lady friends because the Timberwolves know what you want. You want an upper deck ticket with a glass of wine. Girls' Season 1 download code so you can download the whole first season to HBO's Girls. And you also have a meet and greet with the cheerleaders before the game. They'll give you free calendars of themselves that they'll sign for you. So that's girls' night out. Bring your ladies together. We'll see you at the game. Wow. I mean, just I mean, you're a girl. You want to talk to girls, right? That's how it is, right? You just want to talk to some other girls. That's 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 why they're giving you the, the cheerleaders, right? And the Timberwolves have so many of these vouchers from HBO's season one of Girls that they're still giving them out four years later. Go go see where uh, Kylo Ren was before he was Kylo Ren. What turned him to the dark side? Girls season one. Next fan promotion is Wild Fan Night. You get an executive lounge ticket so you can watch the Minnesota Wild game instead of the Timberwolves. You get a replica Wolves jersey with Parisi on the back of it for Zach Parisi, the, the the Minnesota Wild star. This is for someone who, you know, the hockey fan in your life who, you know, does want to, you know, be inside Target Center. but You want to be in a sports arena. You want to be in a place where sports are played, but you want to be free to watch whatever kind of sports, not just the one that's being played live in front of you. And let's be honest, with the recent success and relative lack of success of these teams, it's much cheaper to go to a Wolves game and watch the wild than it is to go to the wild game and that's watch right him. that's right well that's a great night we also have another new night this year this is uh the timberwolves came up with this they heard your answers to the surveys and they've responded they have single mother's night Ooh. it's for all you single moms out there doing that noble thing raising those kids all yeah. by yourself yeah you get free daycare for the night nice. crunch's daycare you, <laughs> kids get to play with crunch crunch will watch them don't worry about that crunch can definitely watch everyone through his big giant head i trust him They'll also match you up with other singles who are, quote, good with kids in the Timberwolves VIP Singles Lounge. It's a mix and match, speed dating kind of thing. I've heard about this. The only thing faster with the ball is Ricky Rubio on the court. 
Also, half a free room at the Lowe's Minneapolis Hotel. That's across the street from the Target Center. Wait, Same. you get half a room? You get half a room, half what? a voucher, and then you meet someone else who has half a voucher. Oh, I got it. You, and put, like, your, you put your tickets together symbolically. Like uh, like uh, idols from Legends of the Hidden Temple. You win <laughs> halves of them, you put them together, and then you get away from a temple guard. Or in this case, a free room so that one of the nicest premier hotels in downtown Minneapolis that sounds great. Single Mother's Night, everybody. Check that out. Next up, we have Beer Lover's Night. You get a surly beer tasting flight, or you can have a case of natural ice, a.k.a. natty ice, and a seat behind the opponent's bench. So you really get to pick. You can either have the nice beer and uh, some some seats behind the hoops, um, you know, on the end zones, or you can have um, terrible beer and get to see it very close behind the opponent's bench. I think that's possibly for heckling reasons, right? Yeah, I've heard yeah. that they you're you're allowed to have the whole 32 ca- uh, can wow. case of beer, wow. but you can't bring any of them out of the arena with you. You have to finish it before you go. You, yeah, so it's uh it's it's a heavy drinking night, but yeah, that's why it's called early. the Beers Lovers Night. You um, love that beer. You love that swill natty ice beer. At least our father and our sister do because they Yum. And this is what they say about it. Of all the worst cheap beer, it has the highest alcohol content. Yeah, it's like a 5% beer. Our family, everybody. There you go. All right. The next night, very popular for people in the downtown Minneapolis area. This is downtown Vagrants Night. You are a vagrant and you want to see some Timberwolves basketball. This is the ticket package for you. Not only will you get free soup at the games, as well as access to leftover Kevin Love coat drive coats, but you'll also have post-game access to the team showers. Once the players have left, you get in there, get yourself cleaned up. There's not a shelter in the world who is not going to want you after that. That's a wonderful package. Up next, we have Marriage Proposal Night. You know, you see that a lot uh, at sport, sporting events. And uh, in this package, this might just be for you. One of my second dates, like second or third date with my wife. Yes. Like four years ago. Yeah. She said, don't ever propose to me at a sporting event. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is our second day. I'm not thinking about it. But she was like, no, seriously. I would say no. But some people want to be proposed to in front of 15,000 other people. And this package Wait, is it's for a Timberwolves them. game. Uh, 5,000 yeah. <laughs> uh, You get guaranteed Kiss Camp Spotlight. They will find you and they will put you up on the board. Uh, Jumbotron Scream Time for your proposal. So, you know, you will be up there. Everyone will be able to see. And uh, Crunch will stand next to you in a tuxedo shirt. And we'll have a bunch of uh, roses for you and everything. So it, it really rounds she, out the package. If she says no, Crunch will diffuse the tension kind of like play it off as a joke yeah he'll escort her out of the building at that point too as well so look to that uh, if a proposal is something that's in your future and finally this is the Timberwolves embracing technology 2.0 uh, what are we on 5.0 6 I don't the, know the next this is the future of basketball watching it's virtual reality night you buy tickets to the Target Center but you stay at home in the comfort of your own home they will send you Google cardboard glasses Timberwolves branded Google Cardboard, and then you watch virtual reality at your home from the courtside perspective. They'll set up a virtual reality cam right where Jim Pete sits, and so you feel like you're calling the game with Jim Peterson. You look left, you look right, and you see what that courtside view is like. And if you can't afford that ticket package, there are also cheaper upper-level packages that are included. You will get a same thing. You'll get a view it from home on your virtual reality, but the camera that you'll be watching is stuck in the upper level just because we have to have price tiers for this. But regardless, you buy the cheap package, you buy the expensive package, you're also going to get a $10 Cherry Berry voucher so that you can enjoy a snack at home, just like you're really cheering for Kevin Durant to miss two free throws to win Cherry Berry. Wow, the future is now. The future is now. That's amazing. Check out some of these uh, promotions, whatever one might be right for you. Head to a Timberwolves game, Timberwolves.com, and check out these promotions. We'll be right back with a brand new segment, 
It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Yes, indeed, it's that time of the year where tanking comes into uh, play here with us uh, for the team, uh, or at least uh, you know we look we look to the bottom of the. We, maybe we don't need to say the T word very much, but we're definitely looking to the bottom of the standings right now. We're skimming it's, for Simmons. It's kind of like how last year we weren't tanking, but we decided to start Zach Levine for forty games and then sign a bunch of ten day contracts. It's kind of like that. Where it's like a more subtle form of t- tanking. I think Aaron Gleeman said that Sam Mitchell coaching is like the modern day equivalent of having uh, Madsen shoot, shoot a bunch of threes at Aaron Gleeman on Twitter. That's that's what I'm saying. It's tanking with dignity or losing with grace is uh, what I've been saying lately. We lost by three points to Houston, losing with grace. We lost just barely to Thunder, losing with grace. Yeah. It's, mean- a, it's important because right now we can all objectively realize we're not making the playoffs right now. And so it's not happening. Let's go in that opposite direction. Right now we have one of the four worst records in the league. Let's embrace that. Get another draft pick. We have our Kevin Durant. We got our Ibaka. We got our Russ Westbrook. But we need our James Harden. One more draft. Let's do it one more time. Dip back in that pool. We're already lost so many games. Why not just take advantage of it at this point? That's why when we lose, I don't feel that bad anymore. Yeah, that's something that as Timberwolves fans, we develop, um, you know, we have the longest uh, playoff drought um, in the league. And, um, you know, when that happens, us as fans, when we start to lose and the season gets past a certain point, we feel no pain. We just start thinking of wins as good things and losses as good things. It's really nice to be able to, um, you know, reframe everything and and really to, to, to get a win out of a loss. And Timberwolves fans, this is where we really shine. It's like how people always are like, oh, Minnesota, it's so cold. The winters are so bad that it's gotten to the point where we just embrace winter. We're like, yeah, now we do stuff outside in the winter. We don't care about the snow. We know how to make the best of like it being super cold here every winter. And now it's part of our identity. Absolutely. That's what it's like for Timberwolves fans. It's like we don't know what it's like to deal with success anymore. We don't know what it's like to cheer for a playoff team anymore. But we do know how to handle the lottery. We understand tanking. And we also like we've been bad for so long that like members of Canis Hoopus's uh, comment section, the SB Nation blog, Canis Hoopus, members of our comment section have developed new ways of scouting college players and new like metric systems to evaluate them uh Vigera, vjl hoops are well, i'm sorry i'm butchering <laughs> it but we all know who he is he, his system is like one of the best for like evaluating college talent coming up and that's just like how good timberwolves fans are at tanking so you know, call it tanking call it whatever you want we're losing games we're going for that pick that's right and you know i i it, it really is kind of too bad i i really enjoyed the eight and eight start that the wolves went with i wish they were winning more games i wish that they were not in the very bottom of the lottery um, you know, I think 
I think wins are important to really bring a team together, especially when you already have your your core pieces that we do. But if this is the way it's going to be, um, the Wolves have lost eight in a row as of right now. We're going to track the part. The, the point of this segment is to occasionally check in and see where the Wolves are doing as far as it, it pertains to the bottom of the league. And yep. uh, maybe even check out eventually as we go down, not today, but we might learn about some college players, Scott. This segment is called Skimming for Simmons because the number one consensus draft pick this year is LSU's Ben Simmons. I don't know any other college players. Do you? Um, I can. I can there's a Duke guy who might Ingram, be in the, Ingram. Ingram uh, might be in the run for number two, but sure it's not about that right now. It's not, not about yet, who there be. Yeah, yeah. It's a not. lock and change, <laughs> and we have better people. Maybe we'll even get a guest on here to talk about draft or college guys because yeah, that's college. We don't know that. So Scott, tell me about where the Wolves are at with the rest of the bad teams in the league. Let's get an update about uh, the bottom of the of the league right now. Well, here's what I have to tell you, Neil. Next week we have two must lose games coming up. Oh, Sunday no. against the Suns. Tuesday against the Pelicans. Because if we lose those two games, there's a good chance we'll lose every game this month. So you're saying those are other bottom feeder teams. Let me tell you right now, Neil, I don't think we're going to get a top two pick. I just don't think it's doable because the Sixers are on pace to win eight games this year. Eight games this year. That's what they're on pace for right now. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. The Sixers are going to get... The worst record. We'll see if they get rewarded with the number one draft pick. Lakers, I also think, uncatchable. Unless, like, Kobe gets injured and they're, like, forced to play their young stars and, like, Byron can't even make them. should be doing anyway. But Byron's doing a (laughs) Sam Mitchell-level job of tanking. Like, Byron's just like, no, No, Kobe's going to play. Flip Saunders. Last year was the the, the true. Or he's like, no, (laughs) our best players don't need to play. Trust me. And so I think the Lakers, they're on pace for 18 games. Sixers on pace for eight. I'm not sure if we can touch that, Neil. But here's where it gets interesting. There are... The next four teams, I'll say, the Wolves are in that bunch, are ranked. The Nets are supposed to win 23 games. It's going to be interesting. They just fired their coach. They fired their GM. They might have some trades to make. What direction are they going to go? They're in the Eastern Conference a little bit tougher this year, I guess. I can't even say they're going to win some easy games. I mean, they beat the Knicks last night. I don't think they have any incentive to lose is the only hope, is that they don't have a draft pick, so it doesn't make any sense for them to lose. But right now, they're on pace for 23 games. They're solidly in that number three slot. This is where it gets interesting. The Wolves right now on pace for 25 wins. The Pelicans on pace for 26 wins. The Suns on pace for 27 wins. All That's where West. it gets really tight. Yeah, I think it's going to take winning 25 games or less to get a top four pick. We win 25 games or less, we get a top four pick this season, Neil. Mm. And right now the Pelicans are one spot above us to get a top five. We're in the fourth slot. They're in the fifth slot. So if we win Tuesday's game against them, they'll go a long way. All right. So well. here's the teams we got to avoid. Sixers, Lakers, and Nets, they're worse than us. Cheer for them to win games. Pelicans and Suns, they're neck and neck with us. It could be a freak show. It's one or two games is going to separate us at the end of the season. So we have to lose Sunday against the Suns, lose Tuesday against the Pelicans. And then we have to keep an eye on the Nuggets, the Bucks, and the Canes. They're all destined for 32 games right now. They're on the outside looking in. They're in the 7-8-9 spot. We'll keep you up to date, though, on it. There you go. Cheering for losses. Timberwolves basketball, everybody. When when you watch the Wolves lose the game, it's okay to feel disappointed because you always want, like, I was at the game Thursday night, or Tuesday night, I wanted us to win. I'm cheering for a win, but this is how you feel better when it's a loss. And when we lose, I just smile and say, one more. One more. Skimming for Simmons. One more. Wouldn't that be great to have that that James Harden to add to our... (laughs) 
Westbrook Durant Ibaka combo we already got. Let's hope it's Ben Simmons, everybody. All or right. Who knows? Because like once Whoever. again, we all we thought we were know. taking for Okafor last yeah, we year. And we found out yeah. Towns is the best guy. Yeah. So we'll figure out that later. Go to tankathon.com. Tank a thon, like marathon, but tank is the first word. They have a great website about uh, it has the projections. You could do the random lottery. Nice. I only need to click it four times for see. the Wolves to get the number one pick today. <laughs> There's also a draft board. Tank a thon, the most impressive. Website I've seen dedicated to NBA tanking. Check wonderful, it out. wonderful. Uh, make sure you um, don't go anywhere. We have a couple more segments left. We're going to be predicting the Timberwolves' future coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Because you know I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Buzz, 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 Buzz. Yeah, it's pretty clear. My shot is nothing new. But I can take it, make it, like I'm supposed to do. Because I got a stat line that all the boys chase with all the right dunks and all the right places. from when I run that pick and pop. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz. I'm bringing left block back. Go ahead and tell the top defenders that. Yeah, just when I know you want that stack. I'm here to tell you every inch of space I'll score from when I run that pick and pop. Yeah, my mama, she told me to worry. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz, Muhammad. I'm all about Shabazz, about Shabazz. All right, back to the show. That song you just heard obviously was a, a parody of a, of a pop song uh, from last year. Scott and his, his wonderful new wife, Meg. That's Meg's voice you hear singing we on that. We recorded all of that a year ago when that was actually a popular <laughs> song. Um, Shabazz is going off about this time last year. But then he got injured, and we just didn't feel like releasing it when he was going to be injured for the rest of the season. Right. And so now that Shabazz is going off again, and we want more minutes for Shabazz. We've resurrected the song. This past week, it's really been all about <laughs> Shabazz. So that's still kind of relevant. People know that song. People still know that song. They're still playing that on like commercial breaks and stuff. Yeah. 
I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a link to like a YouTube version of that or something that you can listen to just that song if you'd like. Uh, um, check our Twitter page or our website for that. Um, but we're here to predict some things right now. We want to give you a predicted update. This is where we uh, give you an update on things we predicted earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the ones that we can still track anyway. Some of that stuff. Some of our predictions have already come true or not come true. One of my predictions was a vague like future technology question uh, like prediction. Although yeah. there's an update on that. I was talking about projections and how courts are going to eventually not have lines at all and they'll just be virtually projected and yeah. stuff like that. I heard uh, that the Timberwolves court, in addition to a new jumbotron, they're going to get a new state of the art. Uh, projection cool. system for the court, court so we projection. Could do cool stuff like the Cavs and even the Sixers are doing yeah um, so our predicted predicted update right now I predicted that Carl uh, Anthony Towns would um, make more three-pointers this season than Ricky Rubio so far that is not a good prediction Towns um, as of right now has made 11 three-pointers Ricky is all the way up to 22 um, so Ricky's uh, I think in the past month him. he was our best shooter he hit like 17 yeah. of 40 or something uh, I'm cool with that that's fine uh, that's great I sent that number into the two-man wolf podcast a really good podcast that you should listen to two great guys yeah. good production quality but man do they hate Ricky that's the thing just some Ricky <laughs> haters on that podcast so they asked for questions on this week's pod that you should go listen to i listened to it last night and they read my question from at wolf's cast they said hey he sent us this cool chart that's not my chart guys i got i took that chart from jim pete jim pete tweeted that out just gotta give credit and they said oh yeah ricky's been the best they read some of the numbers and then the only comment they had for it was He's going to regress. Uh, they didn't even give him any props. Hate, 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 hate. Just saying. So I love the podcast. They're great guys. Little, little too much Rubio hate on that pod. One more Go check update it out. for you. Um, Scott had predicted that, that Wiggins uh, was going to score 40 points this season. Or actually, as I said, in the next few months. But anyways, I said Wiggins is going to hit 40. He had a career high with 35. Pretty good. Pretty against good. Against the Cavs. And I just think Wiggins isn't taking enough threes right now. Wiggins is going to hit 40 points, he's going to have to hit three or four threes at least. I still think it'll happen this season. I can see it happening in the season, but how many times do we play the Cavs? Because it seems like it's only against the Cavs that he really <laughs> is just throwing the we daggers. One more, one more chance. I want him to hit at least one three every game. I want him and Ricky, one yep. three every game from both of them. Let's get to our new predictions. I'll start first. Uh, my prediction for this week, uh, for this season, is Shabazz Muhammad will start 15 games for the Wolves this season. Uh, I think um, towards the end of the year, um, you know, I think we might see some shuffling of the Wolves lineups. I guess a lot of this will have to do with whatever happens or doesn't happen at the trade deadline. But I think Shabazz is, you know, been playing well right now to deserve, um, you know, a look at, at, at starting spot. And I think it'll come at the end of the season, possibly a Tayshaun Prince sit you down for the rest of the year type of thing. Um, you yeah. know, and then he can slide in. Tayshaun gets injured. Who's going to come in? Most likely it's going to be Levine or Shabazz. Yeah. So, yeah, that I makes mean, sense. I think we're getting a good look at Shabazz and, and Gorgie, but the team has decisions to make on both those guys coming up um, sooner than later. So I think there might be a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit extra motivation to put Boz in the starting lineup and possibly maybe for half of March and a little bit of April, they will to finish out the season, throw him in there for 15 games or so to I'd start like the to season. I'd like to see Shabazz play with KG. It's almost like Shabazz's yeah. biggest weakness defense would be helped by having better team defense on the floor with him with Ricky. He plays with Ricky Wiggins, Towns, KG. Those are our best defenders. And so like, yeah, sit Tayshawn, put Boz in there. And then you're having a chance to like maximize Boz's strengths and minimize his weaknesses. So that's what I think. Scott, what do you predict this week? Contrary to what you said formerly, mm. and I'm sorry, Milt. I guess this is like me saying that Milt's not going to have the courage to 
uh, do a trade this year and show that he can do it by himself. But I don't think the Timberwolves are going to actually trade a player this year. I think it's something that we like to talk about. It's something everyone's going to be disappointed about. Um, I just don't see us making a trade right now. There's no market for Kevin Martin. I don't know why anyone would want Adrian Payne. Um, Martin's really the guy. Martin's the guy, and 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 so so tell me why they wouldn't trade Kevin Martin of the trade deadline. It seems well, it seems almost him? inevitable. So that's it. So it's a it's a matter of he has not played up to any sort of value. And I don't think we're trading him to the Sixers. You know what the Sixers will say? They'll say, "Hey, we're not at our salary for floor yet. We need salary." Yeah. He'll opt out of his deal if you trade him to the Sixers. We got. 15 second round picks. Here's two of them. I would do that, but I don't think the mm. Wolves are going to do Kevin Martin raw like that, trade him to a bad team. I, I don't think any contenders want him. Yeah. And I just don't think any of our other players that we want to move are desirable. The only desirable players we have, people don't want. I mean, people, uh, we want to keep them, is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> we want them. Yeah, we can't trade you Shabazz. Sorry. I know everyone in the league wants a little piece of Shabazz. Or that might actually whoever. be the best argument, though. Trade Shabazz because. I mean, we have Levine on the deal for one more year. I think Levine and Shabazz are similar players. All all offense, no defense. Yeah. Uh, kind of play similar wing positions. And, uh, you know, Shabazz is going to get expensive faster. Maybe if we keep limiting his minutes, we can sign him to a below-market extension along with Gorgie yeah. this offseason. But Gorgie and Shabazz are going to be looking for extensions yeah, this summer be before they become restricted free agents after the next year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, if you can get something for Shabazz, maybe. I don't want to cut bait on him. I love him. I just no. made a song about him. You just heard the song <laughs> that I made about him. So I don't want to move on from Shabazz. But uh, if he's the only guy people want, you know, that's I think that's, that's probably pretty true. All right. Those are our predictions. Let us know your predictions please tweet at us at wolvescast on twitter or send us an email that'd be wonderful here timberwolves the podcast.com that's right submit something we're gonna we skip a mailbag this week uh so get us uh your messages get us your mail yeah send it by carrier pigeon <laughs> whatever you heard All the theme stuff. song you're oh. you're not hearing the theme song this week but you know it you missed that theme song uh maybe we'll get some mailbag back next week but those are our predictions uh feel free to track them along with us this season we have one more segment we're gonna play a game as we do every episode of the show we'll be right back with a little bit more timberwolves the podcast All right, welcome back to the show. Time to play a game. Scott, you're going to uh, quiz me on stuff. Go ahead. What, what's happening right now? This is based off a game that Santa Claus brought this year called Five Second Rule. Oh. And how this game works is I'm going to give you five... I'm going to name a category. And then I will give you five seconds to name three things in that category. Okay, three. This is a good family game because if you're playing with family, if Neil can't do three, he can do like name two <laughs> things in the category. If they, it's like fruit, he says banana apple and then buzzes out. The next person in the family can say like orange grapes and watermelon, but they can't Steel. say banana apple. Yeah. They can't say the things you said. But we're not. We're just doing individualized tonight. Okay. See how well you can do. These are all Timberwolves questions, Neil. So I need to get three. These That's are all about goal. current or former Timberwolves, and you have to get three in five seconds. Oh my gosh! So you have the, the timer. I got the timer. All right. Make sure you uh, let us know when we start, and then give us a good little buzzer. Give us a good buzzer when it gets to five. You got it. All right. So our first one. Can you name three? Former European Timberwolves. Former European, so they're not with the team right now. Players who used to be Timberwolves and who played in Europe or just are just from, from Europe? Europe? From Europe. Cool. Yeah. Here we go. Start. Marco Yarek, uh, 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 Rajalitsa, and... Bam. Ah! You got two. Uh, I don't know who a third Costa Kufis. Yeah. Shved. Uh, Darko. Kirilenko. Yeah. <laughs> People. I got two. All right, Neil. Here we go. Here's your next one. Name three Timberwolves draft busts. Start. 
uh, Olawa Candy and uh, the I don't know. Uh, what was it? Uh, you could say it said Flynn, uh, uh, Wesley Flynn. Johnson, yeah, and Derek Williams. It said Flynn. Do you count Ola Candy? Are you in there? I count Ola Candy for He's sure. Number one overall. Yeah, that's a that's a bust. I'll say Ola Candy. That, no doubt, be a that's bust. a bust for sure. All right, but Derek Williams also a bust. Five seconds is so hard. That's oh what I'm gosh. saying. All right. Okay. Can you name three Timberwolves who have scored fifty points in a game? Start. Mo Williams, Corey Brewer, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Love? There we go. You got, oh, you got yes. it in time. You got it in time still. K-Love did it? K-Love did it. When? He did it against OKC that time. Oh, Double overtime. Oh, you know, yeah. Bray oh, him. Yeah. Oh, man. What a game. Oh, yeah. All Such right. a good game. All I right. think he also did it again. I think he did it twice <laughs> with Wolves. All right. I got one. Good, good, good. All right. What's Neil, next? next one. Name three Timberwolves jerseys you own. Start. Uh, Sam Cassell, Carl Anthony Towns Christmas jersey, and Wiggins All-Stars shooting stars. Okay, you got, you started saying Wiggins before it went over, and then you. <laughs> Thank you. Descri- I like you describing which ones you had though. Thank That's you. Good. Thank you for including. Uh, fun aside, uh, we were walking in the Skyway out of the throwback night uh, against OKC, and some kid was asking his dad about Neil's Christian Leitner jersey. He's like, Leitner played at the Timberwolves, and dad's like, Yeah, he was never very good. He's a real jerk. So narcissistic. One time he came into the clubhouse and started pointing at players and saying, "Loser, loser, loser, winner, loser." <laughs> And so I got this whole, like, the dad and instantly was just tearing down Christian Leitner. It was a great history lesson for his young son. He was, like, six years old. Yeah, the kid somehow knew who Christian Leitner was. His dad must be a Duke fan. Like That's a, the only youth, thing. a youth in the year 2016 knows who Christian Leitner is, but didn't know that he played for the Wolves. Very confusing to me. So weird. So <laughs> weird. All right, let's continue on. Next yep. category. Neil, can you name three Wolves players from before the Kevin Garnett era? Start. Sam Mitchell... Sydney Lowe, Scott Brooks. Ah, there we go. There we go. You only needed, you know, less than four seconds for that one. That's I good. Think Lowe played for the Wolves. I know he coached them before. I think he played for them. I'm sure someone will tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, thanks. All right, Neil. Can you name three former Timberwolves point guards? Terrell Brandon, Chauncey Billups, Stefan Marbury. Oh, there we go. Old no school. problem. Can TV. you do three former Wolves centers? Start. Uh... Roshan Osterovich, Darko Milicic, Olwa Candy. Oh, you still got it. You didn't even have to say Luke Longley. Didn't have to say Longley. Didn't have to say. Who else is there? There's, uh, I guess, Al Jeff. Mm. Yeah, Al Jeff. Oh, (laughs) man. Good times. No, there's a lot you could do. All right. I got two more for you. Great. Neil, can you name three Timberwolves coaches? Kurt Rambis, Sam Mitchell, Flip Saunders. There you go. (laughs) No problem. Oh. I'm trying to think of like other ones. Uh, yeah, flip. If you say flip, that's that's a lot of years. Dwayne Casey. Yeah, yeah, of course. Adelman. Adelman. Yeah. There's Whitman. A There's a few. Terry Porter. Sidlow. <laughs> Again, I like it. He's the answer to all these questions. All right, this one is just NBA related. Okay. I have two more Last actually. One? one I didn't write down. So let's do two more. Okay, two more. All right. These are just NBA. No, no wolves. Can you, besides Crunch, can you name three NBA mascots? Rumble the Bison, Benny the Bull, Hugo the Hornet. There we go. Yes. Hugo. Man, you went with a bunch of them that had like multiple names. You didn't say the Raptor. It's just quick and easy. (laughs) That's my NBA jam right there. Rest in peace, Rufus the Lynx. Rufus Lynx. Rufus Lynx. All right. And final one, Neil, name three of the most efficient shots in the NBA. Corner three. Free throw. Layup. You see that, Sam Mitch? Neil said that in like, like two and a half seconds. Even I know. Oh. Oh. All right, you did, you did good in 
that one. I All like that. All right. There we go. Nice little game. Good game, Scott. Good game. Good game right there. I've never heard of the five-second game. Five-second rule. It's a board game that you can buy on shelves. Check it out. Five-second rule. like that one. Thank you guys for listening. That's going to do it for our show this week, episode nine of Timberwolves, the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you review us on iTunes and send us a DM. Somebody just did that last week, and I didn't send out the Shved shirt yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow, bro. I got com- you coming your way. It's coming your way, You'll get Eric. a free Alexi Shved t-shirt that we designed and Neil designed, technically. And uh, just all you have to do is give us a nice review on iTunes. That's right. Even if you listen to us on SoundCloud, just give us a review on iTunes. I do SoundCloud. Really like appreciate SoundCloud. you listening to our show. Obviously, the Wolves going through a tough patch right now. Lost eight in a row. But, uh, you know, just... Even though things are bad, I mean, if you're a Wolves fan, that that's nor- that's just normal for you, right? That's just how it goes. So we really appreciate you. The Wolves like winter. Going above and beyond and, uh, you know, listening to uh, <laughs> a fan podcast for something that might be kind of bothering you at this point in your life. We're going to keep it fun. Even, <laughs> yeah. if you, even if the games aren't fun, we're yeah. going to keep it fun. We'll put a smile on your face. And just like that, everybody, remember that there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. 